0: We just always go for the throat Buy low, sell high. Fear, thats the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbom. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbom. And once again, to Investor's Edge, I'm Gary Kulp. I'm your host, Dave. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you're listening. It's Thursday, March 28th, 2019. And we're here to cover everything. <laughs> I mean everything. Hope you have a good day. We are pre-taping the show in the final hour because every Thursday I do live, 5 to 6 p.m., uh, Bulls and Bears show on uh, Fox Business Network. So uh, as I speak, it's 3.17 p.m. Eastern Time. So, to get through the motions... The Market Wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrabach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the and you're either in or out of the market with its proprietary indicators. Go check it out, investment-models.com. Dow 74, S&P up 8, NASDAQ 24, NASDAQ 100 up 14. Transport's up 112. Fancy clients good. Up-down volume, okay. New highs, eh. So I wanted to get that out of the way because we'll be going through the final hour with you on this show. Of course, if you do not get this show in your city, go to garyk.com. You can listen live archive. The live six or six p.m. Eastern time Monday through Friday. Also, GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button with Twitter, Gary Callbaum. Email me. Just be nice. No, really. Read our commentary articles we post. If you want to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes. Or convictionleaders.com. Our email service, one one free. Check it out. And we'll go through the markets throughout the show. But I got a few things I got to discuss. You know, that's how I am. You know, one of my biggest complaints as of recent is the robocalls. Now, here's something for you. And this is what's nauseating. The FCC, what is it, the Federal Communications Commission, has fined robocallers $208 million. It's collected $6,790 of those $208 million. So what's going on here? An FCC spokesman said his agency lacks the authority to enforce the forfeiture orders. It issues it has passed all unpaid penalties to the Justice Department, which has the power to collect the fines, but obviously not, not a good job. On top of that, the FTC, was that the Federal Trade Commission, has shut down four major robocall operations. The call centers are responsible for billions of calls per year. Billions! Here's what I'd like to do. What I would like to do to the people that own these robocall shops, put them in a wrestling ring. Put them in a cage match with the big show. You know, not your ordinary wrestler, but the big show. What is he, seven feet, 400 pounds? And squash the daylights out of these people. You know how many I get a day? You know, I actually can't begin to tell you. Let's see, you ready? This is today. West Palm Beach, Winter Garden, West Palm Beach. These are Florida. Uh, United States. I got one from the United States. No, really. Winter Park, Winter Park, Winter Park. Winter Garden, West Palm Beach. The United States. Bristol, Connecticut. This is today. West Palm Beach, West Palm Beach. This is today. Send them in. Yes. Don't worry what that was it. So, I'm all for whatever you want to do to these robocall people. Next. New scam. This is a new one. And this is scary. I get a call... From somebody who says it's Apple support. Now, before I even go further, Apple's like the IRS—they will never call you; they will only email you. But I get a call from somebody, Apple support. Okay, and I wasn't sure for a second because man, he sounded smart. And then he started to tell me that I've been hacked or something, and I need to go to a website. And I go to this website, and it—it it just reeked crap. It reeked crap. And I figured it out pretty quickly, so I said to the guy, you know what happens when you go to jail, right? They may put you in a cell with somebody who beats the heck out of you every day. You know? You walk out into the yard, you make a dombered. Guy didn't know what that meant. I said, is that what you want, buddy? He said, what? I said, do you want to go to jail? Is that what you want? And the guy started laughing. So just to make sure, we called up Apple, and Apple said they will never call you. So I'm just letting you all know, Now here's the serious part about it. The guy knew, knew I had an Apple phone. On top of that, if I went to like an Apple store, they want verification, so they will send me something to put in a password or something, this guy was able to send me that thing. So these people are Brilliant. They're brilliant crooks. And that is some scary stuff. And I didn't let them go further. So I actually don't know what they were going to do. Or what they wanted. I gather they were going to try and extricate some money out of me. Or maybe I don't know. Hack my phone or whatever. Just letting you know. The IRS will never ever call you. And Apple support will never ever call you. Just letting you know. And man I think I've gotten about. Eight of those calls from the IRS. And by the way. They're all from the Philippines or India. That's the other part of the equation, and that's not a racist statement. I'm just telling you a fact. So I just wanted to let you know. Uh, as mentioned, Dow up 72, S&P up 7, NASDAQ 21, NASDAQ 111. I have a couple things I want to mention real quickly. Very important. Listen up. First off, as you know, we've been pulling back for the last six, seven days. We were up big early, and then we were down, and now we're drifting higher. When you have a chance, I want you to recognize that over the last four days, the Dow has touched the rising 50-day moving average twice and held. And this second, and let me just say one bad 200-down day will change it. You got a bullish wedge in there. As we enter end-of-quarter window dressing on the Dow, S&P looks the same. NASDAQ looks the same. Bullish little wedges. And a bullish wedge looks like it's going from 10.30 to 4.30. Start at 10.30, go to 4.30. That's what a bullish wedge looks like. On top of that, I must add something also. The transports, they've been acting really bad on a relative basis. It kind of sort of feels like they're washed out. And then I look at like a Norfolk Southern NSC breaking above range today a rail CSX just about breaking above range today and by the way tight tight ranges both rails and Union Pacific back above the 50 day I'm a big weight of the evidence guy and I know it's end of quarter but when all said and done we don't rationalize I don't mind the patterns and by the way, I say that telling you I got stopped out of a couple of software names yesterday. Up next, more in the markets. Wait till you hear what the socialists are now proposing. The latest. It never ends. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Welcome once again to Investors Edge. So, anyway, just letting you know, actions kind of sort on this pullback and truck. And let me be, be clear, it's narrow. I can go through a ton of names in so many places that are still not acting well and not participating. It's not with the financials, but they are oversold and are bouncing a little bit today. That's just normal. I mean, a Citigroup went from 67 down to 60 in four days. It's up a buck today. That's kind of normal. But when I do my scans, there's no bias to my scans. I close my eyes. When I look at the chart, I don't look at the name, but I kind of know what it is anyhow. And then I can tell. Strength, weakness, crap, not crap. Breaking out, breaking down. Breakout, failure. So still a very, very, very mixed bag. We'll see what happens tomorrow, end of quarter. Now, of course, earnings season starts in earnest. Let's see what I got for you. Uh, Nope, nope, nope. Uh, April uh, 12th, J.P. Morgan, PNC Bank, Wells Fargo. And then the next week, I got Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.B. Hunt, Bank of America, Schwab, Comerica, Johnson & Johnson, UnitedHealth, CSX, IBM, Lamb Research, Netflix, Abbott Labs, Bank of New York, Morgan Stanley, PepsiCo. You you get the point. And we'll see what the reactions are. And we'll go from there. Semi's a little bit weak today. The software stocks bouncing a little bit. Some not, some yes. Gold, very weak. When you have a chance, you gold bugs, I just want you to notice. See, like the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Go to a high, break down below. Rally up a little, never get to the highs, and now break down again. That's not a good sign. Gold stock's a little bit stronger than the metal, which is actually almost good news. But just letting you know, it ain't happening. And basically, the other thing that's the reason why, when you have a chance, you'll go look at the UUP. It's the uh, dollar index. Looks like it may want to break out. And of course, it has a little bit to do with us, but it also has to do with the fact where the pound is getting smacked again because they don't know what the hell they're doing over there. The euro is getting hit, and at like new yearly lows, I think, euro to the dollar, like 111, Ooh, that's good if you go to Europe right now, uh, gappers today, uh, Lululemon up 22, uh, PVH Corp's up 16, Uh, Five below, up nine, even though I got to tell you, they guided lower. I I, I don't understand things sometimes, but that's what they did. Accenture wasn't a gap up, but it's up eight today and a big 9% increase in earnings. Uh, You know, go figure. Op-ed in the uh, New York Times today. A guide to Democrats' big, bold idea. Some guy named Nicholas Kristof. Never met him. You ready? New proposals from the socialists. They call themselves Democrats. Number one, child allowances, Nicholas Kristoff says, are among the best ideas to boost America's future. They are used very successfully abroad to reduce child poverty. One proposal would give families with children, you ready? 250 to $300 per month and in the form of a refundable tax credit. So 3000 to 3600 bucks a year. A tax credit, I guess that's on your tax return. That's number one. And I, I can't tell if it's per child. It, says, just, it just says here, families with children. Here, here's just money. Now you do know there's already tax credits out there. There's, uh, Trump changed something on there, how that works versus getting certain write-offs. Next, next proposal. Senator Cory Booker, baby bonds. You ready? They say it's an excellent way to reduce wealth gaps and help low-income families buy homes. The idea is that every child would get a $1,000 savings account at birth, and then children in low-income households would get an additional 2000 deposit in the account each year. At age 18, the person would get control over the account, which at this point could be worth almost $50,000, including interest. But it can only be used for wealth-building purposes such as education, a down payment on a home, or possibly starting a business. Interesting, huh? So that'll be thirty-seven thousand. I guess you would get interest on it over the years. Uh, to the each each person just gets thirty-seven thousand dollar gift from birth to eighteen years old. Not done. Wealth tax. W- Elizabeth Warren's proposed wealth tax is also intriguing. Has been tried in Europe and failed, but it may be more workable in a larger country like the United States, that people are less likely to cut ties with. So in other words, they under, they 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 agree that if you put on these wealth tax, people are going to leave. And they tried in these other countries, and just people just walked away. But he's trying to tell us here. Well, wait a minute. Here's the good news with the United States. Where are they going to go to? See, in France, you can go to England, Denmark, Switzerland, Portugal, Spain, Romania, Bulgaria, Croatia, Italy. You go all these places. But the United States? Where are you going to go? That's what they're trying to tell us. They're trying to tell us a well, wealth tax would be good. Interesting, huh? Okay. And then there's this child care. Also, we already have child care, don't we? So I don't know why they bring that up. So guess what we're going to do up next? My retort to all this. Thanks for being here. This is the one only Investor's Edge. You are listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Cobham. It comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. once again to Investor's Edge. So here are my thoughts. Number one, number one, is there anything they don't want to tax? And is there anybody they don't want to give things to from other people? Please tell me. So we're supposed to get taxed $37,000 per baby over 18 year period And they're going to make us believe that they won't get control of it, the government. You know, the same people that came out with Social Security, that there was supposed to be some sort of lockbox, meaning, you know, 40 years ago you were working and every paycheck money was taken out going towards your Social Security. And now you're retired and you're getting your Social Security and you're thinking, oh, you're getting your money back. No, you're not. They spent your money and guess what? You're getting the workers of today and their money because it is a gargantuan. It's the definition, by the way, of a Ponzi scheme. That's the definition. Paying yesterday's people with money today. Next. Hmm. Every kid is going to get 37000 bucks over 18 years. Hmm. What do you think parents may decide to do? Anybody, Bueller? I think you can answer that question for yourself, and I'm thinking it on several levels. Remember, a couple important things. If you incentivize certain behavior, you're going to get certain behavior. If you disincentivize certain behavior, you won't. For example, part of the Green New Deal in there said you would get a living wage even if you did not want to work. Now, ladies and gentlemen, both left and right, I am not making it up. In there, it said... Whether you want to work or not. So, if you want to lay on your arse on the couch and not work even though you're able, the taxpayer, not the government, is going to give you money to sit on your arse and not produce a damn thing. That was in the Green New Deal. I swear. So, again, these people are insane. They're insane. Every one of their proposals is government telling you what they're going to give to you. When they're not giving you a thing, it's all coming out of people that are earning dollars and paying their taxes, but they want more. But where is the incentive to be great, do great, and to work? How about this? We're going to give you this money, this 37000 to your 18, but you've got to have At least a B grade in school. Not a bad idea, right? Lo and behold, another problem though. Look what's already happening in colleges. And by the way, you don't think these colleges knew what was going on? So what do you think the schools are going to do? They're going to lower standards on the grades in order to get you those Bs so you can get that money so you can pay the schools. And I know. Public school comes out of your taxes. You get my point, though. I'm showing you the whole shabam. What has made this country significantly better than others throughout the years is very simple. You work, you earn. You save, you do better. You spend like a moron, you go broke. It's called choice. It's called decision making. You know, they talk about equality. Yet they don't talk about how government has screwed that up. You know, when you have a central bank take rates to zero, so savers get nothing but asset prices, guess what happens? Rich get richer, the poor get nothing on their savings. Or the middle class get nothing on their savings. I can go on and on with that. But it's simple. If the person on my left side wants to be a teacher, that person must know that, oh, by being a teacher, this is the most I'm going to make. But it's what I love and I, what I want to do. But the person on my right wants to be, and we'll use the Wall Street, a hedge fund manager. And he became a very good hedge fund, hedge fund manager, making $10 bucks a year. They call that wealth inequality. I call that choice. So the question is, and it's a good question, why if the hedge fund manager uses the same streets and the stoplights and the airports as the person who wanted to be a teacher, why does the hedge fund manager have to make a, take a ton of money out of the pocket and give some over to the teacher because they're not making enough? Anybody want to answer that? Why does that have to be when people made their choices? Let me tell you why it is. Because these politicians want votes. So what they do is they sell you on, oh, you're only making this amount and they're making that amount. Screw that. Vote for me and here's what I'm going to do. Forgetting about that, that person made the choice. Anyway, it's getting worse and worse. Uh, Young people are being indoctrinated into this. There was a poll out, and I, I wish I was making this up, but there was a poll. What bothers you most when paying your taxes? And people, the number one thing was the rich are not paying enough. Number two is the way government spends our taxes. Number three, too many don't have to pay. Number four, the amount you pay. And number five, the complexity of the system. Number one was the rich are not paying enough. Even though the rich are paying like 90% of all taxes. You know where that comes from? The media and the politicians. If I can get a hold of every one of these people who took that poll and said, let me show you the numbers. And by the way, if you raise taxes, it's not going to harm them. It's going to harm you. Well, How is it going to harm me? Well, don't you want to move up in life? Don't you want to be rich? Don't you want to be wealthy so you can do great things for you and your family and travel and be, be philanthropic? Don't you strive? Yes. Well, if you move up in life, they're going to take more and more away from you and put it in their hands. Oh, and by the way, they spent $4.4 trillion this year. In the year 2000, they spent $1.8. $2.6 trillion more a year by these people. You feel better about that? And by the way, the money's going to let me name the people. And let me give you the background. And tell me what you think of them. But that's not asked. It's just a question that whips people up. Because they're being whipped up by these socialists and socialism and all that crap. Anyway, I just thought I would do this because this Nicholas Kristof, a guide to Democrats' big, big bold ideas. Curing cancer is a big bold idea. Giving away other people's money is not big and bold and does nothing. Now, if this guy talked about better education, work ethic, leadership, that'd be the right track. That's my thoughts. Up next, more in the markets. And whatever else, I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Ed. You're listening to Blue for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, now, go. Action. Investor's Ed with Gary Kopa. Well, once again, to Investor's Edge, thanks for being with us today. Hope you are uh, having a good day. It is uh, 3.49 p.m. Eastern Time. We are pre-taping the show. As I speak, up 79, and S&P up 9, NASDAQ 23, NASDAQ 100 only up 11. Uh, decent day, small and mid, caps for change, transports up 117. As I mentioned, Norfolk Southern up 380, Union Pacific up 220, CSX edging out of range. So good day on the, tr- on the rails. Uh, other tra- all the transports are green except American Airlines. So good day for transports, and they have been lagging badly. Financials finally bouncing, but no great shakes. Gold, very, very weak. Uh, The gappers are Lululemon, PVH Corp, Five Below, FIVE, and Accenture. Those are the ones that stood out. I may be uh, missing a couple. Uh, Bond market, the yield on the 30 years down, the year on the 10 years is up just a smidge. Uh, What else is sticking out for me? Uh, Little bounce in technology, those semiconductors are down. Oils up a little bit. Not seeing much else. I've also been asked about the price of the pump. I, I, I got news for you. It's out of whack. Here in Orlando for regular it's like two seventy. For the eighty nine, it's like almost three bucks. Almost three bucks. And I'm looking where gas prices have gone. I mean, oil prices, you know, that have, it's not like it moved up that much. So I am not sure what's going on there. And I've always said it seems like they raise gas prices faster than they take them down. Now, admittedly, the price of, you know, the light sweet, or all, all that stuff has been moving up, but nowhere near the gas price of the pump. So I'll let you Sherlock Holmes that and figure it out. Trump's out today yelling and screaming at OPEC about it. I don't think it's OPEC. I believe Lyft IPO is coming out tomorrow. They're pricing it in the $70 to $72 range, I believe, in the $20-some-odd billion market cap. Don't quote me on market cap. I think I'm right. They lost over $900 million last year. On two billion of uh, revenue. Okay, revenue more than doubled from 2017-2018 to 2.16 billion. Losses are, are increasing, though. Reported a loss of 911 million last year, up from 688 in 2017. Uber's losses are small in percentage terms, but bigger overall. Said that it lost 1.8 billion in 2018 on 11 billion in sales. By the way, it was founded in 2007 as a company called Zimride and focused on pooling riders for long distance trips. Uh, bottom line, it's coming out at ridiculous, overpriced. Doesn't matter. Remember, in the world of markets, hey, look what they did with uh, Bitcoin. You know, look what they did with uh, 1999. Look what they did. With, look what they still do with biotechs. I mean, I still have dozens and dozens of biotechs with no sales, and I've had no sales for 15 years public, and still have $2 billion market caps. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Of course, in the prospectus, what could go wrong with Lyft? A lot. Regulations, rivals. They list the autonomous driving, but I'm not so sure we've got to worry about autonomous driving. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. 70 to 72 at IPO. Dow up ninety, and S&P up 10, NASDAQ 26, NASDAQ 114. Good day. And again, we look at these little patterns that show up in the, the pattern on the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ look pretty decent off of this pullback. But again, we do recognize we're at end of quarter window dressing, which is illegal and doesn't happen. Right? That's what they tell us. I got 300 emails on the yield curve from you guys. All right, maybe about 20. Best thing I can tell you, there are great articles, if you just Google them, on the yield curve, what it means, why it supposedly happens, and what the potential outcome of it is. For me, I've got it on my screen. I'll watch the stock market. If the stock market don't crack, I ain't worried. You have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you have your children. 99 all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash